Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to the latest episode of Apparently Speaking, where I'll be talking with author, speaker, psychologist, and host of the Love and Life podcast and my BFF, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. And we're going to be talking about dating again with kids in tow. When you have kids and you find yourself suddenly dating again, she's going to give us some some great advice. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. And also by Old Trail School. In addition to a challenging academic experience, students aged two to grade eight learn to embody the school's core values of respect, responsibility, goodness, and service as they mature into thoughtful, independent leaders. So welcome, Dr. Karen. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to be here. Very excited for you to be here for a lot of reasons, personal (laughs) and because it's going to be a great show. So let's just get right into it. You know, tell us a little bit. First, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Why is this such a great topic for you? So I love this topic because really I, I stumbled into the dating relationship realm inadvertently because my dating career was just so very extensive. (laughs) You can laugh. She's trying not to laugh. It was. I started dating at 15 and got married at 42. So all those years. A little experience. You're not mentioning that you only dated two people in that time, but that's okay. (laughs) So uh, yeah. So, but then as a psychologist, I would be interested, of course, in going to the self-help section and reading books and trying to figure out what I was doing wrong because I must have been doing something wrong. And then I realized I don't think I'm doing anything more wrong than anyone else. I think it just hasn't happened for me yet. And because there was no book with that message, I looked at myself and said, well, you're a psychologist. You better write that book. And so I did, which then kind of ushered me into the space even more. So I wrote my book. It's called Single is the New Black. Don't wear white till it's right because... We shouldn't be rushing to get married just because of someone else's agenda or I'm 35 and the clock's ticking. So my book is a big word of, of empowerment and encouragement for singles just to wait for the right person and wait for that timing. And Everyone's timing is different. Right. And I know one of your strong messages in the book um, is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Yes. It's that you haven't found the right person yet. It doesn't mean you're doing this wrong or you have this, you've got to change this about yourself. No, because you see people all the time together matched up and they have, you know, this or that, that someone may have told you you shouldn't be and somebody else likes it or doesn't mind it or whatever it is. So, right. Well, I used to hear that I was maybe, you know, you're getting a PhD. So maybe you intimidate the guys. You're too opinionated. I was like, well, my bestie's opinionated (laughs) and she tells people what's what. And she got herself a man. So, so, no, but but that's exactly the point, Miriam. And so, uh, obviously, because that vantage point was not being expressed in the self-help literature, I wrote the book. And, yeah, and it relates to our topic today because some people are getting divorced. And oftentimes, if you ask them, they will tell you, because I've done some of this research myself and interviewed people, they'll tell you, yeah, down deep, I kind of knew. But we'd been dating four years, and it seemed like the next logical step. Or my mom and grandma kept giving me pressure. Every time I went home for Christmas, they're like, when are you and Ted going to get married? Right. right. So, like, I don't think I'm going to find anyone else. And my t- my clock is ticking, so I'm just right. going to, this is fine. He's fine, so we'll just, right. he or she, they're fine, so we'll just go ahead and 
and make it happen. Right. right. And that foundation wasn't there. So then even a couple kids later, then they're divorced and then getting back to the topic right. for exactly. today. So back I would imagine scene. that um, dating, you know, I'm thinking of myself, you know, I have three kids. So I'd imagine that a mom or dad, for whatever reasons, it could be divorced, could be lost, you know, whatever reason they find sure. themselves, okay, we're going to try to get back out there. We're going to try to start dating again, or maybe they are dating again, whatever it is. And they have kids. So that changes everything, right? Then just being a single without kids. Now you have kids. So you obviously have to consider that very strongly. I hope, Um, you know, we hope. Uh, So what advice or what, what do you think about that? What advice for people who are in that situation with kids? Well, you can take a pretty strong and uh, stance here. Really, some people would say you need to just lay off the dating scene until those kids are up and out. And most people go, wait, if my kid's eight, I got 10 more years to not date. And maybe they're young and feeling very much like, wait, I want my chance to meet the one. I don't want to put that on hold. So I could, I would not say that you would have to do that. But I would respect that if someone made that choice to put their kids first and just say to themselves, my kid has been through a lot already. This family is no longer intact. That's a lot of trauma. I mean, divorce is very common, but it's not common for that kid. That's a good point. Right? Just because we see it all the time. That's the first time this kid has gone through it. And we, because we see it a lot, we probably at this point are minimizing that it is traumatic for those children. You're right. Because now it's not, it's not like, oh my gosh, they're divorced. It's like, oh, you know, that's, that's too bad, but we don't, it's not, there's no shock value with it um, anymore, which is sad. But like you said, we have to remember there is shock value for that kid. So that's that's the only mom and dad they're ever going to have. And now this home is fractured. And I, I would really caution my very first word of advice is, Take this very, very seriously. And you've already disrupted. I'm not trying to point, you know, blame or point fingers. I know divorce happens. It, it happens. And sometimes it is absolutely the right choice for people to make. But take it very seriously when you get back in the dating scene and your kid has already been or your kids have already been through a lot. And recognize that. And don't introduce them to more, um, to, to more trauma, potentially, more loss, potentially, by ushering in a revolving door of new partners that then they are exposed to. And right, it's to, like uncle so-and-so and uncle so-and-so. Right. <laughs> and here we go again. Because when you are first dating after a divorce, it, there may be a rebound situation. You may think that you're madly in love with this rebound person and it may last two weeks two months or two years even and then your kid has had to bond with that person and try to sort out some sort of relationship with this person and then they've lost that person so yet again like the the next male role model or female role model in their life now is gone as well and that's another layer of loss yeah that that's a great point right so so you're saying you know hey maybe you just don't date until your kids are older. I am saying and I know that. a lot it's of people option. are going to say that ain't happening. <laughs> you know, so so okay, fine. You're saying if that's not what you want to do, that's okay. However, avoid that revolving door. Mm-hmm. Don't introduce them to everybody. You know, hey, it's our second date. Here we're going to go. We don't need to do that. So when so when would be an appropriate time to introduce your new girlfriend or boyfriend, do you think to your kid or children? When you know for a fact you're going to get engaged. Okay. I would not recommend any sooner. And people, I know that's that's a pretty strong stance, and people will be like, what? But 
No. And unless you know for a fact that this person is now a permanent part of their life, I don't think that they should have to be. Because then then they're not, hopefully, you know, the chance of them having that other loss. Another loss is, you know, slim to none because you're going to get married. So, so, okay. A lot of people are going to say, I think, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Yeah, do it. You know, Dr. Karen, I hear what you're saying. It makes sense. It sounds great. I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> they do that all right, the time right, to right, me right. and my advice. <laughs> right. So someone says, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I just want them to be a part. I want to make sure that, you know, they get along and that we have, mm-hmm. you know, that they like them. And then there's this, you know, before I would ever commit to being engaged, I want to make sure that it's going to gel well, you know, any, any of those kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you say to that? Or what advice would you have for that? If they're just like, I think it sounds great, but I'm not going to, there's no way I would wait that long. Well, and I, and I hear what you're saying there because some people would say, and mothers in particular, I was looking over some research studies to prepare for this. And mothers in particular are very concerned that their kids would get along with their next partner. So I understand that. But also we shouldn't be putting kids in the position of having to give the seal of approval to your man. I mean, are you grown? If you're grown, then pick a man who's an appropriate partner for you. And you don't, you don't put that burden on your kids to have to sign off on your adult choice for a partner in a relationship. So I think, and this is very common in divorce situations. Sometimes women in particular will rush because they're like, oh, I need a male role model for my sons, for example. And so they rush into a relationship more so trying to get a new parent for the kid. And that's a very, uh, it's a very, I understand the impulse is a noble impulse. They, they, they fear that that loss and that void now for their kid is really going to be detrimental to the kid's development. But the impulse then to just usher in some person to play daddy is obviously, like we talked about earlier, it's going to be counterproductive. And it's putting too much of a burden on the kid. And hierarchy in a family structure is very, very important. In family systems theory and therapy, we talk about the hierarchy within the home. Once there's not two parents in the home anymore, we already have an imbalance. Because what happens oftentimes is single mothers in particular, again, will then look to that oldest child to kind of step up into a parenting role to help, especially if there's a bunch of kids. So then they're looking. And again, what that does is then that puts a child in a position that no longer in the home are they in the child role. They've been ushered into a co-parent role. And then the parent, of course, sometimes goes, go back to the child role, right? (laughs) When the parent wants to be boss again. And so we have to be very careful of all this melding of roles that can can really cause, again, not just trauma, but chaos for the kid. The kid's confused why these roles are being placed on them. So great advice. So don't, we talked about, I'm just kind of going back a little bit, you know, don't have that revolving door. Yes. You're saying don't, your advice would be do not introduce the kids until you are engaged or you know you're going to be engaged. Mm -hmm. And if they're not going to follow that advice, then at least, you know, wait, I guess, as long as you can. I mean, it's not like there's a magic, you know, number or, you know, this, this many months or, but at least till there's some some sort of commitment, at least. Yes. Even if it's not engagement, you're saying that would be ideal. But if they're not going to do that, it shouldn't be, you know, well, we've gone on five dates kind right. of thing. It should Please be, you know, no. I really know this person um, and I feel committed or, you know, you see yeah. it going that way at least, um, at least wait it out as long as you can. And you're saying don't let the kids kind of choose. You know, yeah. it's not, it's, you want them to all get along, obviously, and things like that, but don't say, you know, hey, right. <laughs> it's your choice kind of thing. And no. also, you know, that lends itself to what you were saying is kind of maybe sometimes your child's moving into that role right. 
of the other parent. And sometimes that happens, I would imagine, accidentally. Sure does. You know, but it yep. just kind of happens. And that's not that's not good for them either or or the or the parent. Um so when we're gonna take a little break to hear a word from our sponsor, and then when we come back, if you're if you're so willing, I want you to tell us a little bit about you have a personal story about this. You're not even just saying, I mean, you you you're a doctor, you know the research, but you also went through this personally. So you're gonna share with us, if you will, sure. a little bit of your yeah. story. So we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and hear that. Yep. Old Trail School is a co-educational independent day school serving children age 2 to grade 8. Located in the heart of Cuyahoga Valley National Park, its 62-acre campus provides the perfect setting for purposeful, intentional curriculum and a meaningful student experience that gets children outside and brings the park in, all while focusing on the school's core values of respect, responsibility, goodness, and service. For 100 years, Old Trail School has inspired the best and brightest young people in the region and is committed to fostering a distinctive culture where each child feels known and cared for. Call 330-666-1118 to schedule a personalized tour or learn more at oldtrail.org. All right, we are back talking with Dr. Karen anderson Abril, and we're talking about dating again um, when you have kids specifically, maybe after divorce or loss or whatever it may be. And so that totally has a different there's a total different element. It's totally different when you would have kids. And you gave us a lot of great advice. And now, um, so so personally, you went through this yourself. Right. So I am married to a man who is or was divorced. And <laughs> and I'm like, how do I say that? Right. He I mean- is a divorcee. <laughs> However, currently he's married to me. And will be. <laughs> and will be. Forever. Yeah, sticking with me. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and yeah. And so when you ask that question, so I did not meet Dan's kids until we met in August and I didn't meet them until the following April. So we dated for many, many months. And by that time he knew he was going to propose. I didn't know, but he knew. And I was definitely not rushing to meet the kids because I wanted to respect that I'm like, I practice what I preach is basically. Right. And, and you didn't think it was because I think some women might say, well, he might not. He must not be that serious about me because right, he hasn't. He didn't want sure. me to meet his kids yet. I didn't take it like okay, that at all. I, I, he didn't offer and I didn't suggest it. I was you not. Was just no. Like, no, I shouldn't. Yeah. No, I would. Okay. I would see him when he when the kids were with their mom. And that I really honored and respected that because I knew that. I knew I felt, I mean, I was falling in love with him. I was in love with him. I knew that, I knew where my heart was and I knew where his heart was. But I also knew this was still recent for the kids. Like we talked about earlier, this is still, they didn't ask for this. And people would right. say things like, you're going to be the best stepmom. And and I'm like, I will do my very best. But I recognize that that is nothing that a kid ever says. Oh, I hope mom and dad split up. Even when the parents are fighting a lot, the kids still want that family. So I just, I knew that there was no point in me coming into their lives any sooner. And again, I didn't know we were going to get married, but he knew because I'd written him a song. So <laughs> he said he was at the two yard line. I'm going to mess up this football analogy, <laughs> but that, that the song, when I performed it for him at a gig, that that pushed him over. I don't, I got That did it. Yeah. Did to it. the end zone. That's, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Of course yeah. it was a football analogy. Of course. Um, so he, though, was saying, I'm sure maybe, you know, I'll speak for him and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But to himself, you know, I know that I love her. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to this is hopefully hopefully this is who I'm going to marry. I'm going to, you know, 
yeah. make that commitment to her. I'm going to ask her if it's going to, it's going that way. Um, but I just need to wait. So I'm waiting all this time, not because I don't want my kids to meet her, not because I don't have that commitment to her, but because I want to make sure mm-hmm. before I bring mm-hmm. another female role model yeah. or, you know, a woman around the kids that this is going to be it. Not yeah. like, hey, what happened to Karen? And oh, right. now this is here <laughs> right. so-and-so, that kind well, of she's thing. She's gone and Susie's yeah, and in. Here, and she's yeah. in and da-da. Right. So he even, you know, I, I love that about him because you know, he didn't have your influence, you know, mm-hmm. of your, your, your psychologist, yeah. you know, telling him, and he decided that yeah. on his own already. Yeah. And I think there probably would have been a lot of times, I'm going to guess that he probably wished, oh, I wished, you know, when he was doing things with his kids or whatever, I wish Karen were here. I wish mm-hmm. she could enjoy this with us mm-hmm. as well, but he knew that it wasn't time yet. Mm-hmm. He so did. that took yeah. a lot of, I mean, I, I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. And I'm just really glad that you highlighted that a woman could, or a man could, see that differently and and that they would need to sit with that for a second and go no 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 it's not that he's not crazy about me he is crazy about me but we have to be yeah just, he's crazy about be. his kids there too. you go right right yeah which well would put. make yeah. you more attracted to him right anyway exactly right. and so i would just if, if if there's someone listening who's who's in that position just reframe that for yourself and see that as a positive not as a negative not nothing against you and that he's not crazy about you but yeah right because i could see a lot of people no, it's and a I really think, good point you know you might start to i could see that would be easily you know mm-hmm. you think like well yeah he must not be that serious because i haven't even met his family right 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 yeah right but so, that's not mm, the case no, not necessarily mm-mm. i mean you would have to determine that you know who you're dating but that for sure that doesn't mean and like i said it took you know some restraint on his part i'm sure because there were probably times yeah, he would like that. So, all right. So you waited mm-hmm. um, to meet them until you were in getting engaged. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, it was like yeah. basically, yes, we're gonna. This yeah. is Karen, and and he told his kids we're getting married, and he told them before we met. He said, "Listen, we're very serious." Okay. He said, "Don't he?" And he said something to the effect of, "This is not going to be one of those things where the divorced dads bring in like you Revolving know, door. yeah, revolve. Yeah. yeah, he yeah, told yeah. the kids that specifically. Now they were in. Um, let's see, Mikey was. Eighth grade when we met, so they were already in high school little and then college, older. a little bit mm-hmm. older. But that, still, that, yeah, no. But yeah. I mean, just kind of so right. Again, they weren't get like the context, five. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, also, so so here's my question: Would did he tell them though? How early on did he even tell them about you? Like, was it like, hey, you're gonna meet Karen? <laughs> and we're yeah. super serious, and I've never mentioned her before. Right. I know that wasn't right. the case, but right, I'm just right, saying, right. you know, or was it kind of all along he would maybe mention you? I'm seeing someone, yeah. that kind of thing. I think um, probably when we became exclusive, we dated other people when we first met in August, and then we became exclusive in January. So um, he probably when we were exclusive, he probably started saying, oh, so I'm seeing this woman. Okay, And told right. them a and little talk bit about, about me. You. Yeah. All right, and so that was another question yeah. that for, for listeners, you know, um, moms or dads, you say, wait, you know, this mm-hmm. long period of time, but it's okay to talk about the person Right. Or, or should we keep it kind of not secret, but should they say, you know, yes, I'm dating, you know, so and so. And they're like they're kind of talk about him a little bit, but I'm going to wait a while till you meet him. Or should we just not even kind of mention it for a while? I, I think you're you think? right not to spring it on them. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said. Right. You're like, so, what? You've been dating it, for a year. <laughs> right. And the wedding's next yeah. month. So go get your tux <laughs> and your flower girl <laughs> dress. And yeah. So you do. I think you do want to kind of just just start to pepper the conversation a little bit. But again, remember, I mean, I just, I mean, I didn't go through that as a child. So I just put myself in those kids' position. Just who's this person going to be? What's expected of me? What kind of relationship am I supposed to have with this 
per- person who could potentially be this step parent, which, and that's, we maybe should talk in another yeah, episode that would be because one. I know a lot of research about step families and that's very complex and very dicey for all involved, even when everyone has the best intentions. So it's just something to be very cautious of as you, as you just put your ki- yourself in your kids' shoes and try to imagine with their young developing right. mind. It's confusing. It, it's what, scary. Yeah. And what am I going to have to do? And also, I don't want to be um, alarmist here, but also I think it's, it's bears mentioning uh, I, my first experience as a therapist was in Chicago in the South Side in child welfare. And just to let pe- people know, this is a really it's icky, icky topic, but you're going to have a lot more cases of molestation when there's a step parent involved or a, I mean, I saw so much of it, just horrific cases of you bring a man into your house. You need to women. know him really well, like yeah. uh, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, if you're recently divorced and maybe emotionally a little vulnerable yourself, yeah. maybe a little needy because you're alone for the first time in many, many years, you may not be assessing this individual with the clarity that you need to, to bring an, an adult stranger into your home. And I just, I have to say no, that I as think someone who's great, worked in the field. Yeah, yeah I think that's a great point. I yeah. think that's a great point. It's something that a lot of people wouldn't think of. Or we always think with that kind of stuff, that would never, that's not oh, us. Yeah, that's never not going to happen to us. Right. That just happens, you know. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, very lot. unfortunately, it does. So that's another great, another great um, reminder. Yeah. We're going to take one more break and we're going to come back and can continue talking with you about this. I think it's a great topic. I think it's needed. Um, it's not really talked about a lot, I don't think. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase, and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent, they go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. All right, we are back talking with Dr. Karen again about dating again. You find yourself dating again. You have children. That changes it. How do you navigate through that? You've given us some great advice, telling us about your your story. So back to your story again. So um, how did that first, I just want everyone to know, so how did that first initial meeting go? You talked about, <laughs> you know, you waited so long. Yeah, you both waited yeah. so long to meet the kids. So then it's like, here, the night, it's the oh my night. Gosh. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, so so I'm sure you were nervous too. I'm so sure everybody nervous. felt, I'm sure Dan was so nervous. nervous. And it wasn't like, I mean, this was the point of getting together to meet <laughs> yeah. you. So it was like all I, it's all yeah. the focus, the spotlight is on you. So we're going to get together to meet this mystery <laughs> yeah. woman, Karen, <laughs> yes. who I'm sure the older kids especially had already Googled and <laughs> <laughs> saw a lot about you. Yeah. Because um, that's what I would do. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> certain that they did but um to meet you in person mm-hmm. and you're like okay so did you oh another thing I did a little research too <laughs> knowing you know who I was speaking <laughs> with today and one of the things that um I saw said to know to meet kind of in a neutral a fun neutral place yeah Okay, we did that. So rather than like your home <laughs> yes. necessarily, yes. where the oh, kids might that. be like, hey, this is my house. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah. you feel a little bit, it's kind of weird. Or this is where I saw mom or dad sitting, you know, and that, yeah. that can come later, you know, yeah. but obviously, but like for the first time to kind of make it, you know, mm-hmm. a neutral, a neutral place. So you did that. So We um, did that, yeah. So, so, 
So tell us about that first yeah. time. Yeah. No, yeah. So I maybe Dan did the same <laughs> Google search <laughs> that you did. Because <laughs> we had pizza in Chicago at Giordano's, which is fun. Oh, I mean, and, yeah. yeah, of course everyone's going to be happy yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, with the deep dish flowing. <laughs> And and then we went to a Dave and Buster's type situation because it was the boys because yes. Audrey was in college already, and so it was the boys. And I remember I'll never forget. I literally can envision right now, sitting across from them in the booth, and there are these two young men, and they're just being as polite as can be. But I mean, it was it was definitely I was yeah. so. You're like and so. I take like an interview. I called yeah. my nephew Austin because oh, he was the same age as Adam. What should I ask him? I did. I go. <laughs> so what do teenage boys talk about right now? <laughs> He's I like, did. where are you? You're like, no, I need to know right now. <laughs> no, I called him before. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I go yeah. to the bathroom. You're in the like, bathroom. <laughs> like it is crickets in there. I need help. Mayday. No, yeah, I um, I did. So I called. Funny. I prepped. So, But yeah. you know what? That's not a bad idea, honestly. You know what? That around. just showed that you wanted it to go <laughs> yeah. well. That you could, yeah, and you're like, so. Uh, <laughs> right. So obviously that would be awkward yeah. for anybody and for them, too. Because mm-hmm. then they're probably thinking the same thing. What do I say to this lady? Right. Uh, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. For so, sure. And then Dan's trying to keep yeah, it Yeah, Dan's going. like, hey, everyone's having yeah. a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Karen about this. <laughs> right. Tell yeah. Kids about this, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. But they're lovely kids, so I know you yeah. know no, it, it went well. Yeah, it did. And but I would say, yeah, do a little research, get yourself because because if you're not around kids of a certain age, you don't know what they're talking about, and 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 you you just want to be doing your your best people skills type of stuff, asking them lots mm-hmm. of questions, but without interrogating them, right, right, and trying to empathize. And depending on the age too, it depends how yeah. you're going to interact too. Yeah, um, you know, with them yeah. more talking than, you know, if right. they were younger, right, it might be you're actually like playing something with them exactly. or whatever it may be. Which was why it was good to go to the Dave and Buster's yes. and start messing with the video games because again, teenage boys don't necessarily want to talk to some forty no, year old lady. They, like, sorry, but they didn't. <laughs> Right. They were like, get us out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We should have them on the show oh. to give their perspective. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So then after that, obviously, it would get easier each time. And then eventually, yeah. you know, it was just kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, it probably took a while to feel, quote, unquote, normal, oh. whatever that feels like. Oh, even um, when we got married. Yeah. Because, I mean, then you have your first Christmas as this new family. and. It felt awkward. Yeah. I mean, there's just no other word for it. It was awkward. It wasn't bad. It was actually a lot of good going on. But it was still, gosh, this is their first Christmas mm. without... And with me. Yeah, and, and with yeah, me. And, and, and I'm used to doing things... Right. You know, you're used to doing things this way, and right. they're used to doing things, you know, that way. So you have to be also sensitive, I have, think. You have to be so Don't sensitive. come in and say, we're changing everything yes. up, and we're going to do things all my way right. now. And another thing in my research, I think Dan did... Um, do the same research because it said um, like Chuck E. Cheese and you went to Dave and Buster's. Yeah, so right. I think we did find the same research. But um, so it said, you know, another thing was to, you know, kind of, well, to validate and reassure the kids mm-hmm. at any age that they are that first of all, and I really like this, that no one's trying to replace the other parent. Oh, that's good. For one, mm-hmm. you know, we're not trying, this person still, mm-hmm. you know, is your mom or dad or whatever. And obviously in case of a loss, it was, you can still, you know, they're not replacing them. Yeah. They're not going to take the place, but it's another person that can love you and be in your life. That's how I would kind of put it, you know, yeah. care about you and love you, but mm-hmm. not to take the place. 
um, necessarily, and that you're always going to be there for them no matter what, you know. Mm -hmm. I love you, and I'm always going to be here for you no matter what, even if I'm loving this other person Mm -hmm. now and he or she is going to be part of our life. That doesn't change our relationship. And I think that's also something that made me just think of it just now. I think with any new relationship – Obviously, you want to spend so much time and you're excited and it's fun and all that. So you just have to really, I would think, make sure that the kids aren't kind of also being left behind. Mm. So I'm not ready to introduce them. I'm going to take this advice. I don't want to introduce them yet. Mm -hmm. So then, therefore, you're spending all your time with just the other person if you can't do it together yet. So you Mm -hmm. have to also make sure, because then I would think the kids may resent too, you know, well, look, or you care about that person more, or I, you're that person stole you away from me Mm. or whatever it may be. So I think that would be really hard. I give people a lot of credit who are trying to do it well, because I think that would be really hard to navigate that as well. You know, I, I, we can't be doing things together yet because it's too soon, but I don't want to you know, yeah. neglect the yeah. time with my kids either yeah. while I'm trying to build this newer relationship. Yes. And that's a really good point as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think it makes, there are so many things that just make it difficult. Um, so last kind of parting advice or kind of wrap up or what would you say for these parents out there? Yeah, I would just say, I think it bears repeating to just put yourself in your kids' shoes as much as you can. And mm-hmm. again, Check your own motivations as you are going through the dating process. Just try to be very clear. Of course, I'm a psychologist. I would say get some therapy. I mean, you're going through grief and loss, and and all of that can cloud your judgment, as we talked about. I'm not saying you're going to get someone who's wicked and evil, but just even someone who's not going to be the long-term. Best fit, right. right, or long-term. And then mm-hmm. just check yourself throughout the process. Give yourself time to grieve and then to make adjustments to this new configuration before just looping somebody somebody else into the scenario. And and ju- and it takes a lot of discipline. It takes just a lot of discipline to not just rush out and be like I have an open wound because I'm divorced and I just want to I just want to put a bandaid on that wound and it would feel so good just to have someone around right now. It's normal, it's natural. It's okay to have those feelings, but let's not let those feelings take control and then potentially do more damage to to your yeah, kids. Yeah. Great advice and I think also, you know, it would be easy to, and and understandable to say, you know, also, I need help. Yeah. I've got all these kids now, you know, yeah. whatever oh, it may sure. be. And yeah. now I'm kind of like on yeah. my own more. So it would be very tempting to, well, at least someone else could kind of, yeah. you know, help me a little bit or right? be there. So I think it would be, and I wouldn't fault, I don't fault someone for feeling mm. that way right. because I, I, I'm sure I would feel the same way. But you have to, like you said, just try to. Mm restrain, yep. you know, as best yep. that you can and, and maybe just fill that void with other, you know, family members or yeah. friends or whatever it is. Reach out, ask for yep. help instead of just relying on a, a partner kind right. of thing for that when it's when it's not ready, when it's not the right time to bring them in. Exactly. Yeah. It was a pleasure having <laughs> you here, of course. We could go on and on. And I think we may need to do another set parenting mm-hmm, episode in the future. <laughs> I think so. Um, so I loved having you here. I think it was great, great advice. Super fun. Tell the listeners how they can find you. Yeah, so I'm real busy on Instagram at Dr. Karen, and that's D-R dot K-A-R-I-N. I'm also on Twitter at Dr. Karen Anderson. On Facebook at Dr. Karen Anderson Abrel. That's A-B as in boy, R-E-L-L. You can find me at my website, drkaren.me, D-R-K-A-R-I-N dot M-E. 
And yeah, if they have any questions and want to DM me or send me an email, I'd love to give my thoughts because again, it's a it's a really important topic. So I'm really thankful to be here to share with your listeners. And thanks for uh, inviting me and uh, thanks for bringing up this important issue. Thank you so much. This episode has been sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at mazdakent.com. And also by Old Trail School. In addition to a challenging academic experience, students aged 2 to grade 8 learn to embody the school's core values of respect, responsibility, goodness, and service as they mature into thoughtful, independent leaders. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com. 